The holiday season is here and Christmas is just around the corner. Join us on ACP Media 4 as we play Christmas-related material. We begin at 7 a.m. Eastern, early Saturday morning, December 17th, and continue until Sunday evening at 11 p.m. Please join us as we play lots of your favorite Christmas songs and stories. It's an ACB Media Christmas this weekend on ACB Media 4. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody. This is Jeff Bezer from Vispero and Freedom Scientific. Welcome to another ACB Communities. It's wonderful to be here, and we appreciate you taking the time to come and see us today. We've had some last-minute computer issues that have made this kind of fun today, so uh, I have a different microphone than I'm using here, just my built-in one, so hopefully this is going to work out okay, but I think it will. You'll probably hear me hitting some keystrokes in the background, but otherwise, I think we should be okay. So it's great to be here. We're going to talk about PDF files. Today, we've got some tips to help you navigate PDFs and utilize them with your screen reader and uh, hopefully make them a smooth process for you. And as we're working through these files here today and talking about PDFs in general, I do hope that some of you will comment on these and maybe talk about your experiences. And if we have somebody on here like Deborah Armstrong, who's been on several of these, I bet she has lots of experience with different PDF files in the college and university setting and might be able to add some of her expertise. And, and Larry, of course, I know you do as well, and others. So it's it's a fun little topic for sure, and one that uh, is is pretty interesting and have had some changes in the past few years with it as well as far as how you access them. So that's good. Before we get started, um, I just uh, want to let you know that our latest software version for JAWS, ZoomText, and Fusion at Vespero is version 2023. We released that at the end of October, so just about a little over a month ago now. And there's already been an update as well. So, of course, we have the major upgrade at the end of October like we do each year, but then... Uh, throughout the year, we have upgrades to the uh, updates to the software as well, usually about every six to eight weeks, sometimes more, sometimes a little bit less, depending on features, maybe bugs that are being worked out, that kind of thing. So you're welcome to, if you do not have the latest version yet and you are eligible for that, you qualify, certainly download that from our site. And uh, if not, you can chat with us or any of your authorized local the Sparrow and Freedom Scientific distributors about upgrading to the latest and greatest. Or, of course, you can look into our home annual pricing options as well, which gives you the option to pay yearly or what we call annually. And you can even do that out to as much as three and five years kind of thing. If you go to the site, you can learn some more information about how to do that. But it saves you some money, certainly, if you're using our software at home on your home machine. It allows you to subscribe that way and save some money. So, um, and by the way, too, as we're moving through here today, um, the host can can watch 
the chat screen and or if anybody has their hand raised or if you do have a question, please feel free to raise your hand and let us know because I always like to run these where uh, they can be very interactive. You don't have to wait necessarily to ask your question. You might wait till we get to the end of, of exactly what we're talking about, maybe a minute or two. But I certainly don't want you to think you have to wait until the very end of the presentation because I can sit here and talk forever and you may never get your question answered. So if you do have one, make sure through the necessary channels to let us know and we can take that and you can feel free to ask your question or make a comment, by the way, with what we're chatting about as well. Okay, PDF files. A couple of things to let you know. Um, we do have an archived webinar. If you go to our webpage, freedomscientific.com slash training, that will maybe go into a little bit more detail than I will here today. We called it Cracking the Code, Tips and Tricks for Utilizing PDF Files with Screen Readers. And that was done in April of 2021. So uh, what is that? A little over a year ago, but still very relevant. We've got all of our archived training webinars at freedomscientific.com slash training. So if you go there, I just looked a little while ago, and I think there's 98 headings on that page now, which makes uh, about 95 webinars that are archived up there in various categories. And this one about cracking the code, as we said, utilizing uh, PDF files is one of them that Liz Whitaker and Rachel Buchanan did. It's very informative. And one of the reasons that we called it cracking the code is because PDFs over the years have always been kind of a mystery, haven't they? How do we access them? How do they work best with a screen reader? And some are accessible and some are not, of course, as we know. So let's go back on a little history lesson here just very, very quickly. I didn't realize this, but actually PDFs were developed by Adobe in the first place, that format. And it stands for Portable Document Format or Portable Document File PDF. Basically, the idea of PDF files in the first place was to be able to access the information in these files from any software you were using, any operating system, or any type of computer. So I guess whether you know you were using Windows or a Mac or something else, you could access PDF files and have you know the same information available, whatever operating system you were using. Now it's an open source and been that way for a long time, but uh, PDFs are incredibly popular and available all over the place. And one of the first places that, that I think of them can be for receipts, for example. That's one of the places where I use them a ton is for expense receipts and being able to then put them into our cloud-based uh, expense system that we use here at Vespero. They need a PDF for that, and you can usually find a PDF receipt. Menus for restaurants, potentially, if they're electronic, a lot of times they're going to be in a portable document format, a PDF. And one of the latest examples that, that I've also seen are forms that need to be signed or filled out. Now, some of those, of course, are not very accessible at all, and others are a little bit better. But um, when I bought a home a couple, three years back, I used DocuSign. And I'm not sure if that was actually a PDF or not where I was uh, viewing the loan information, but there were there was a button there where I could electronically sign what I was looking at. 
And I noticed that in my uh, security system, I have CPI here in South Carolina where I live, and they wanted to do it the same way. They said, uh, we're going to send you this electronic file in DocuSign, and you can electronically sign it. You can find the button to sign. I said, yep, all right. And thankfully, it worked because it doesn't always. But that's what's happening with PDFs now. So they are all over the place. And you guys may have some other examples that you can think of as to where you've seen them. But what I'm going to do here today is show you a few different files, and we'll talk about them and then chat about maybe the best program to utilize to be able to access them. Now, one of the things that happens, and you might be thinking about this, is, well, you know, Jeff, I've come across PDFs that uh, are just an empty document. All they are is something that I can't read whatsoever. Well, that is because many PDF files are just an image or a picture of what it is that you're trying to access. And of course, when we don't have actual text, when we just have an image of the file, you're right, we can't access it at all. We hear the ever-popular document empty or graphic, 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 and nothing else, don't we? That's pretty annoying. Nothing, nothing cool about that. So there is an option when we run into files like that, and that is the ability to perform OCR or optical character recognition and be able to extract the text from the picture and read it. And we can do that with things like open book or convenient OCR that's built into JAWS and Fusion. So if you run convenient OCR on a, an image PDF file, oftentimes it will read. Now, will it read perfectly? Maybe not, likely not, but sometimes it will read very, very well and you can absolutely get a good idea of what is in the file by reading the text. And then what you can do at that point is if you want to copy and paste that information or there's a link at the bottom of our convenient OCR window to bring it directly into Microsoft Word. And when you do that, then, of course, you've got all the, uh, you know, all the ability that Microsoft Word gives you for editing and saving and, and doing whatever you want. So you do have some options when it comes to PDF files. The question is going to be which one should work best. Anybody have a question or a comment uh, so far based on what we've talked about? Anybody want to give an example maybe of where they use PDFs or just, uh, you know, maybe a question on what we've talked about so far? And then we'll jump into some examples of uh, different PDF files. Hi, Jeff. It's Colby Garrison. I will be your host for this hour. And we do have two hands that are currently raised. So first up will be... Looks like Christina. Christina, yes. Christina. All right. Hey, thanks, Kobe. Appreciate that. Nice no to talk to you. Hey, Christina. Yes. And she should be able to speak. Feel free to unmute. I think I'm unmuted now. You yes. are. Hi, I have a quick question. How do you, what is the um, command again to get to the OCR to, scan the empty document? Well, it depends on where you are. If you are in the Adobe Acrobat DC program, 
it's going to come up automatically and it's going to let you know that, hey, we see that your document is empty here. Would you like to perform OCR to scan? That's the easiest way. Now, if you have, a, you know, if you're using another program or you come across an empty document, you can do your layered command structure. So you can hit the insert space bar, press an O for OCR, and then you can hit a D for document. And okay, then that, that was the will... part I forgot the D part. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's a very good question. So there's a couple different ways to do it. So when you hit that D for document, then it will automatically scan the document that's present and it will begin to then read uh, what text it's extracted from the file. Thank you. Great question. You're welcome. Thanks, Christina. Any who else, Kobe? We have one more hand. Tony, you should be able to speak. Tony. All right. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Kobe. How you doing? Good. Hey, Tony. Hey. We're good. How's NASCAR, <laughs> Kobe? <laughs> <laughs> you, you met me at the convention back in 2021. All right. Yes. Um, Jeff, about the PDF files, um, one place where I find them is in keyboard or product manuals, especially because I'm a musician. I play keyboards, and you might find it there you find them most of them jaws i will say does read splendidly thank goodness because i've been around long enough to know when you couldn't read them with no matter what screen you had you had to have somebody literally with sight copy the text for you and paste it into a text a blank document that's gotcha. how far back i go back with those things wow okay well, that's good news, and I, I appreciate that, that you uh, are having a lot better luck reading these lately, and you're absolutely right. So we have several PDFs on our site for our products, for example. So like if you wanted to read about the Focus Braille display and read uh, that in the user manual, those are what are called, they're tagged. And what we mean by tagged is they actually have markup language that's a part of them so that you can navigate by heading, you can move through the various sections of that file and uh, chapters of the uh, manual and, and that kind of thing. And yeah, that is pretty much a best case scenario, Tony, isn't it? When you're able to do that. Yes, absolutely. And I do a lot of work with, you know, document accessibility and website accessibility. Now I'm doing a lot of that now. So we're always running and um, we're always telling folks, if you're going to send a document, please, you know, properly tag it for accessibility and screen reader technology. Absolutely. No, you're, you're exactly right. So they, they, just as you've said, they've, they've come a long way and there are inaccessible PDF files still, unfortunately, but there are many that are much more accessible than they used to be based on the fact that they can be tagged and they can be marked up properly. So when we talk about, uh, you know, accessibility of documents or accessibility of web pages and this kind of thing, anything from alt text to, you know, proper descriptions of those images, as we said, with alt text and marked up with headings and buttons labeled properly and things like that. This is all true for PDF files as well. There can be lots of different content in, in PDFs, including video even, you know, so they there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of different things going on in these files and they can be marked up in much the same way. In fact, one of the ways that you can convert a file to a PDF now fairly quickly is through Microsoft Word. So if you have a document that uh, you don't want somebody to edit or it needs to be in PDF for one reason or another, 
And the best example I can give you of that, a quick example, again, goes back to the expenses I was talking about before. If I can't find a PDF of a given expense receipt that I need, I bring the text of the receipt into Word, and then I save it as a PDF, and then I send it on to to my expense folks so that they can just bring it into our expense system that way. So is it the most accessible doing it that way in, in the case of how I do it? No, probably not. It doesn't need to be in that case. But uh, anybody on this call who's done any markup in Word, when you save to a PDF file, that as far as the understanding that I have, most of that markup and most of that accessibility that you built in should transfer over. It does. And it, it does. It does. I I do it from our radio show all the time, and I, it, it it's very simple to do it because I try to schedule out of what we're going to be playing, and I send it off to people, and I'll just I'll, I'll put it in Word and save it in Word for me, but I'll also always give it as a PDF, and it's like thirty seconds, and it's done. Right. It's terrific. It's easy Way Absolutely. easier than it used to be. And then nobody can edit it, right, Larry? Right. I mean, then it's up there and it's saved just how you want it. Right. Correct. That's a, that's a great example of what Larry just mentioned. So, you know, anytime you want to place something publicly on a page or, you know, your, other people are going to be utilizing it, PDF might be a great format to save it in because then nobody can, can edit it unless you want them to. You know, you can, you can have that capability in there, but you can set a password if you want to so that that's the only way people can get at the information or you can what's called lock it. So that it it can't be edited if it's just, you know, like a read-only PDF that you want. Good stuff. Okay. So, Kobe, anybody else? We do. We still have still have a couple more hands. Paul Hunt, you should be able to unmute and ask your question. Very good. Thanks very much. Hey, can Paul. Can you hear me? How you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me okay? We hear you. Perfect. Good. I, I did it. Right. Okay. Um there are times when you get a secure PDF. Have you guys seen those where you can't OCR them directly? It's like maybe some convenient OCR may not work. What you can do, if you have either OpenBook from um, Freedom Scientific or Curzel 1000, what you can do is you can send the document to the virtual printer. And for Curzel and for um, OpenBook, it's the Freedom Import Printer. And for uh, Kurzweil, it's the KESI virtual printer. If you send it to them, it's like printing the document and sends the document through, and then they'll recognize it. That's pretty interesting. Okay, so the OCR is locked down. But if you send it that way through the virtual printer mm -hmm. or Freedom Import printer, then you, you can read it. Yep. Good stuff. That's a good tip. We need to add that. See, I had five tips to begin with, and now we're going to have seven <laughs> or eight or nine. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Anybody else, Kobe? Yes, Karen Reynolds, you should be able to unmute and ask your question. Hello. Karen, we can hear you just fine. How are you? I'm doing okay. I have a question and I ran across this today. Um, I open up PDFs and every once in a while, I think it is where they're coming from. They're actually written in English, but they sound like another language like the one today sounded german but when i copy it and paste it like into notepad or something it's actual english the text is there 
That yeah. is very interesting. That so for for some reason there's uh, some markup in there that is thinking that the the synthesizer needs to speak in in another language. How do I get? How do I there get is, that? <laughs> well, there is a way to turn that off actually, so that uh, we won't automatically try to detect uh, language on a page, uh-huh. and that I believe would solve that problem for you, where we would not switch automatically to another language unless you told us to, and then it should read natively in the language that it's in. Okay. That would be my advice. Anybody else? Larry, have you uh, you ever experienced anything like that? No, I don't think I have. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, that's interesting. Sure. I, don't, I, usually, yeah. I usually run across this. Um, I knit uh, quite a bit and some crochet. But when I download patterns from designers, sometimes, you know, they're always in PDF files. And I run across it if the designer is not like U.S. or U.K. or their native language, if it isn't English, even though the pattern is written in English. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting for sure. I think the first place I'd start would be to to make sure that the automatic language detection is turned off on, on the page. And okay. if you need assistance on how to do that, you can send us an email. You can send it to, I'm well, I'll tell you what, this is as good a time as any, isn't it, to give contact information. One place you can send it to is training at freedomscientific.com. Training at Vispero.com. Yeah. Either way, it'll, it, it still gets there. there <laughs> I apologize. Training at Vispero.com or uh, my direct email address, and I'll certainly get it to the folks where it needs to go, would be jbazer. So that's J-B-A-Z-E-R at Vispero.com as well. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And we don't have any more hands currently, Jeff. Very good. Well, let me share my screen here, and I just like to uh, I just like to make sure that uh, whoever's on here, if you have something to say, we want to hear about it. That's why we're here, and I like to be able to do that. Uh, checked. Uh, hang on here, guys. Share screen. Read share meeting controls. There we go. Can you guys hear John? Yes. yes. All right. Let me go to example PDF files. Example PDF files. Items view multi select list box. That's just a folder I created. Example PDF files. Now, one of the things that I mentioned a moment ago to you, or I, I think we did, is it used to be that when you had a PDF file, you needed a program like Adobe to be able to open it. You really weren't going to have a lot of luck if you tried to open it someplace else. Well, once Chrome came along and Microsoft Edge that's Chromium-based right behind it, now we can read lots of PDF files directly in the browser itself. And you have some options there. You can, uh, when you come across a PDF file and you press enter on the link for that file, you can have it automatically download to your computer so that you can use Adobe or something else. Or you can open it in your browser and see if it'll work. Now, for me... Lots of PDFs that that I'm utilizing, again, like I told you before, are maybe hotel receipts, Uber receipts, things like that. And they seem to work quite well, just opening them in the browser. So let me give you an example of that here right now. Uber, Jeff Bowser, home to Columbia Airport, 1012022. That sounds like an Uber receipt to me. Let me press enter. 
Loading complete. PD alert. PDF document load is completed. Uber Jeff Bowser home pickle. All right. Now, where did we open that? What happened? Let me do a insert T for title. Title is Uber Jeff Bowser home to Columbia Airport 10122022. PDF Microsoft Edge. Uber Jeff Bowser home. Okay. And it's opened in Edge. So now what we have at the top here are some buttons where we can uh, access some different things as far as what we want to do with this file, like if we want to print it or save as. So I'm just going to press B for buttons and go through a few of these. Wrapping to find control, zoom, zoom and control, rotate, control, fit the width, control, real, add text, toggle button. I'm just moving through here pretty quickly. Drop, selected, drop, highlight, talk, select the highlight color button. Yeah, where's our print and save? I know they're here at the bottom. Erase print, control, P button. So that's a control P for print if you need to do that. Save as button. And save as. Now, one of the things to also make note of is that even if you have a PDF that's just an image file or a picture, if you need to print that, you could do it from here. So you could open it in the browser if you had your computer set up that way and then hit control P and print. And on the page, you know, if someone cited needed to read it, it would print just fine and you could do it that way. So just so you know that this one is actual text. So as I move down here, Enter set unlabeled ten unlabeled unlabeled X two point oh four miles five min unlabeled graphic October twelfth twenty twenty two. Now we also have some graphics in here, of course. You know some some images on the page, or it's seeing some graphics. So is this a perfect read? No, it's not, but it definitely gives us the information we need. Heading level two here's your receipt for your ride, Jeff. Heading level two, we hope you enjoyed your ride this evening. Heading level two, total six dollars and sixty cents. Trip fare five dollars and fourteen cents. Subtotal five dollars and fourteen cents. Membership benefit minus seventy three cents. Booking fee one dollar and fifty nine cents. Temporary fuel surcharge minus seventy three cents. What you charge me to be a member? What's going on with that? I'm gonna have to look at that. South Carolina surcharge five cents. Heading level two payments. Heading level two six dollars and sixty cents. Heading level two visit the trip page for more info. Okay, so typical, just a quick little receipt from Uber, and it seems to read just fine inside the Microsoft Edge browser, and that's a PDF file. So that's pretty cool. So when you come across these, one of the first things you might do, unless you've had some experience with this before and you know it's not going to work, you know, you're using your browser all the time anyway. Why not try it and see how that PDF reads in the browser? Now, one of the problems that you can come across is, and we'll talk about this a little bit further when we get into Adobe Acrobat and that program for looking at PDFs is there's not a lot of things that you can change here. Not a lot of settings that you can go in and, and try to change. One of the things that's important in a PDF is called the reading order. And Adobe will infer the reading order automatically from the way the file looks. And it, uh, if it's a more complex file, maybe there's a table in it, things like that, might not work so well in a browser, but will work much better in Adobe, which is the actual PDF app to be able to read programs or to read PDF files in. But uh, the browser is absolutely a place to start to see if it's going to work. So let's close this page. Example PDF files. Items view multi. Here we are back in my little folder I created for example PDF files. Accessing PDF. Uh, hey, hey. Let me find another one here. Hey, hey. Let's do this one. This is. Hey, hey. Connors restaurant menu untagged PDF. PDF 204. This is a restaurant menu that's untagged. And we're going to open this in the browser first, and we're going to take a look at it, and then we'll open it in Adobe Acrobat. And I'm going to show you a little bit of a difference. So press enter. Hey, hey, Connor's restaurant menu untagged. Alert. PDF document load is completed. Page unlit. All right. So here we are once again in the browser. And what you have to do. Snacks, soup, toast, jalapeno. Okay, here we are. So we're right here um, at the top of this menu. Cheese sticks. 
Cheese sticks, potato skins with bacon and cheddar, Mexican potato skins, basket of curly cue fries, basket of onion rings, buffalo wings, half order, full order, four leaf combo, 4.49, Uh-oh. Now what happened there? So we heard all about some different menu options, didn't we? But we didn't hear any prices until it read all the menu options, and then it put all the numbers at the bottom. That's typical. How do we know? That's typical. Always happens. How do we know which is which? <laughs> we don't. We have not a clue. And this is what happens in so many PDF files. And it's really pretty frustrating when you take a look at it. You're like, well, that is uh, a very poor example of any kind of accessibility whatsoever, isn't it? But it read, but it sure didn't read well. So example PDF files. I'm going to close this. And now we're going to open this same file restaurant menu in Adobe Acrobat. Let's try that and see what happens. And since that's not my default way, context menu. Do a shift F10 here, and we're going to go down here and open with. Open with submenu H. Adobe Acrobat DC. Here's Adobe Acrobat DC right here. Leave Press enter. Example PDF files. Items view multi select list box. All right. So we're opening up Adobe here right now. Reading order combo box. Infer reading order from document recommended. One of three. Adobe. Okay. Remember that webinar I told you uh, a little bit earlier that we did that is saved on our our uh, training at freedomscientific.com page? They go through, Liz goes through here and she actually goes through this entire accessibility assistant that's in Adobe Acrobat and explains a little bit more about what these settings are. And if we have time here, we can do that as well. But you just heard infer reading order from documents. So we've got some some options here that come up when you open a document, a PDF file. You can set this up if you want to so these don't come up and that this just happens behind the scenes. You open a PDF and, and see what happens. But I've got it where each time I open one, this uh, these, you know, these basic accessibility settings come up to try to make this read as good as it can. Yes, button. And it's now asking, do we want it to be the default PDF viewer? I no, but probably should. And I'm going to say no. For reading now. order, combo box, infer reading order from so the... Here's the infer reading order tab. Read the entire document radio button checked, two of two. So we have a couple of options here. Do you want to read the entire document or... Read the currently visible pages only radio button checked, one of... These are just radio buttons. So I mean, and I'm going to keep it on read the entire document because I know this is a short document. Read if the you were opening a book radio. or something that was hundreds of pages long, you may want to select the other option because if you try to open a several hundred page PDF, it might lag quite a bit, take a while to process, number one. And number two, even as you are moving through, um, it, it may lag a little bit. That takes a lot of resources. So that's why you have both of those options there. Do not show this dialogue again. Use the settings from the reading preferences. Okay, Checkbox so you just checked. heard that. If you don't want to show this dialogue every time it opens and just use the reading preferences already set, you can. And here's a start button. Start button. So now, start. Cancel button. All right, so it's processing this file now. Processing page 405, Rogers R, 4%. Processing page 505, Rogers R, 5%. Five there. So now, let's see if we have any better luck as far as reading this restaurant menu. Next, snacks, two, and starters. Table with two columns oh, and five rows. see a table here, first of all. X default, toasted land, 4.4, toasted ravioli, jalapeno poppers, cheese sticks, potato skins with bacon and cheddar, Mexican potato skins, basket of curly cue fries, basket of oh, onion rings. Man, it's still doing it, isn't it? Reading a few of these. Land, 4.493.994.495.295.293.493.4. Let's go down a little bit further. Buffalo, 2.9, buffalo wings, half order, full order. Buffalo wings, you can get a half or a full. 2.993.99. There you go. There we see the prices for both. Four leaf combo samplers of cheese sticks, chicken strips, crab rangoon, and fried mushrooms. 
799 for what? The sampler, the way it looks, right? So it seems to do a little better job. It's got these prices at least in the right place. Let's go a little further. Pato gold apostrophe samplers of buffalo wings, jalapeno poppers, Mexican potato skins, and onion Anybody rings. getting hungry? 7.99. Quesadilla flour tortillas filled with seasoned chicken. Ooh, how about some quesadillas? Blank. Table end. X default. Smothered with jack and cheddar cheese served with sour cream and salsa 4.99. 499 right there as far as those go. Layers of refried beans and cheddar, tomatoes and green onions, black 4.99, macho nachos. Heaping portion of our nacho chips with seasoned chicken or beef top with bacon, black olives, jalapenos, cheese, sour cream and guacamole, 5.99. 5.99. This, this must be an old menu, right guys? You're going to go up and get some nachos now. How much is that going to cost with inflationary prices? You're probably looking at double, double that price, <laughs> 11.99, 12.99. But it works a little bit better, certainly, than what happened initially in the browser. And that's because what Adobe Acrobat tries to do is get the reading order to a point where if it's in columns, it's it's going to read properly. Now, why did it not do that at the very top there? I'm not sure. But what you could also do if you were a little more adept at using Adobe is you could go in and edit this and make it read exactly right if you knew what you were doing. or uh, if you had another way to do this, maybe you could get a Word document of this to begin with, fix it up the way you wanted to, edit that way, then save it as a PDF so it's correct. So this is just something that somebody put together pretty quickly. It works okay. It doesn't work perfect. But that's an example of what we call an untagged PDF file. So there's no markup in there. That it's not. We don't have headings in here by section of the menu or anything like that. We don't have any um, alt text that's actually describing the pictures on this menu, but we do have some pretty nice descriptions of the food, the way it looks there. It makes me hungry enough taking a look at it. And we do have a lot of the prices that are uh, set up there, what look to be correct. So it's okay. What would we give that? Maybe a C on that grade. We can read it, which is better than nothing, but not perfect. So let's close this one. Adobe Acrobat Dialogue. Do you want to save changes? Do to save changes? No, no, we don't have to do that, do we? Anybody else have a question, a comment as we're as we're moving through here? 3.36 p.m. Looks like we got about 24 do minutes left. Yeah, do not have any hands raised currently. Okay. Any comments from you, Colby, Larry, anybody on uh, Accessing PDF? Did you read that was the convenient OCR? No, that was not convenient OCR no, on that one. No, no, have you done, have you done that as a side-by-side? -side? With that file? Yeah. No, I haven't. Oh. Pretty good question. Probably try it, shouldn't we? I'm just we curious just what the differences would be between reading it in Adobe and reading it in convenient OCR in terms of how it's displayed. Yeah, that's a good question. And we do have uh, one hand. So, Christina, you should be able to unmute. Um, my question is, is that when I see PDF, sometimes if it's in a web page, it has an accessibility button to press, and when I press it, I don't see any difference with accessibility. What is that button for? Is that for them when they're writing the PDFs to be accessible? That's a very good question. Where have you seen those, Christina? I'm not sure that like I've seen Like when I open it, and there's an option, and it says accessibility, and it's a button. And, and that's in Adobe, you think? You open them in Adobe? Uh, it usually goes in the web page. Okay, in the like browser. Microsoft Edge or Google Chrome. Got it. My guess is that that would be some kind of accessibility checker 
potentially for the file, or uh, if there was a way to actually get at that and and edit that HTML on that page, you could do it, uh, you know, through the accessibility area that way. I really don't know though. Okay. Any uh, any other ideas, Larry? Do you know what that might be? No, I, I thought, I mean, originally she was referring to accessibility from within a PDF document because sometimes as a blind person. Yeah, that's the, I'm sorry, that's where I see when I open a document. Oh, oh not the browser, but the document. Yeah, because there are, there are yeah. choices. If you're blind, there's, there's some accessibility things that it will do when you make those choices. Um, and so it, uh, I, I see, I used to see that all the time, especially when I nope. st- first uh, loaded uh, Adobe or downloaded okay. it. I think that's what she's referring to. You know what we'll do, Christina, and you let me know if this kind of answers your your question. In just a second, we'll look in Adobe and I'll show you this accessibility assistant that's there. Okay? okay. So there is an act, there's a way to go in and set up some of these features. And it's possible that you saw that pop up when you opened a when you opened a document in in Adobe. It was interesting because when I hit the button that was there, nothing really changed for me. I didn't see any different with anything with accessibility. Yeah, it really depends on the file itself. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you may want to do definitely if if a document uh, is not reading properly or you think that you know it's not making any sense, the first thing to look at is the reading order of the document because is it just going, you know, left to right, top to bottom? Or is it trying to read in columns? You know, what is it doing? So you can try some of those choices that you have in the reading order to see if that helps make sense out of the document. And that is one of the options that you have in the accessibility assistant that I'll show you here in in just a moment. Is there there any way to turn off the graphics? You know, when before when you were showing the first PDF, they had all those graphics, graphic graphics. Is there any way to in settings or something to get rid of them so you don't see all those graphics in the document? You know, I'm just trying to think if you used a different verbosity setting, would it not announce graphics? And to be honest, I don't think so because it's not it's not a perfect uh, layout of the document at all. You know, it's it's seeing some graphics, it's seeing part of the image there, even though we've been able to look at the text of the of the document as well. It's it's telling us, you know, that there are graphics available there that it mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do with. To be able to ignore all those or not see them, we would probably have to copy and paste the text out of there and and put it someplace else. Mm-hmm. Would would change, changing from all graphics to labeled graphics make a difference inside of a PDF document? See that that's possible. That, yeah. that could definitely be a possibility, and you could you could try that, Christina. There's a way to change your your graphics settings to just recognize labeled graphics and not all. Oh, would that, that be in settings? That's in Jaws. That's actually in Jaws settings. Graphics I mean? labeler through Jaws. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Sure. You're welcome. And Jeff, we have one more hand. If uh, would you like to take that now? Absolutely. That's all right. Good. Thank you, Colby. Sure. Beth, go ahead. You should be able to unmute. Beth, we've chatted with Beth before. All right. Hi, guys. Um, I was just wondering, can you please comment on the state of accessibility of PDF reading using Apple stuff versus using JAWS? I have not 
played with either one and I just would like to have sort of a quick summary. Thank you very much. Good question, Beth, appreciate that. Uh, off Offhand and uh, Larry, I'd welcome your comments or anybody else. I'm not sure that there's a lot of difference between the actual accessibility between using voiceover, you know, with with your phone or an iPad or a Mac versus utilizing and reading PDFs with JAWS. The text still has to be extracted somehow with OCR if it's a if it's an image or a picture of the file. Or if it's text, you know, then we can read it and voiceover recognizes most, if not all, of the same markup language, you know, like headings and buttons and things like that in a file, if they're marked up properly, if they're marked up the way they should be. So that would be my initial answer that uh, if you know how to access all of the accessibility elements using your choice for uh, for screen reading, voiceover or JAWS, I, I don't think there's a lot of difference as far as what it can what it can actually access and read. So is it built into voiceover? Well, the ability to to access those elements is is built into voiceover too. Yep. So it that sure means is. that yeah. that you can just read if if you can access that from voiceover, you can it, it'll just read it, right? Yeah, but not if it's not if it's just a picture. Not if it's just an an, an image. Now sometimes it's interesting with, with voiceover, isn't it? Because uh, you know, it it does perform OCR automatically, it seems like in certain places. Like on Facebook, you know, there's description of of pictures and, and that kind of thing. It can extract the text from that. But that's more AI related where it's doing it on the fly. Whether that's gonna happen for you in a PDF file that is just an image file to begin with, I, I have to tell you, I'm not sure. We'd have to test it and see. But with JAWS, you can do image files and, you know, the pictures don't, that's not going to be a problem. That is correct. There is a way within JAWS to use what is called convenient OCR where you actually can. You can extract the text from the picture and it will read it to you. You are right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. You're welcome. I hope that answered the, the question. Hey, hey, we don't have any more hands currently. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right. So let's open another file. And I can tell you right now, this is not going to be too accessible. Context menu. Oh, open. Oh. What happens here with this? And we're going to try opening opening this in Adobe and see what happens. Adobe Acrobat DCA. So there's my choice for Adobe. Uh, menus, example PDF files, items. All right. We'll open this here and see what happens. Reading order, combo box, and for reading order from document recommended, one of three. Adobe Acrobat dialog, make Adobe Acrobat. Okay, so when you are in Adobe, that's what's going to happen all the time, unless you actually check the box for, no, I don't want you to show me that you're going to infer the reading order. I want you to just do it behind the scenes. And again, the reason that I have that on, and I think what might be, uh, Liz actually said the same thing in her webinar. She keeps that on too. And one of the reasons is because it's nice to know exactly what you have in front of you. And it's nice to know that the application is going to do what you want it to do before it tries to process the PDF and begin reading it. So that's why Yes, button. That's why no I keep that on. Reading order. We've got, uh, we're going to infer from the document. Read the entire, read the document, entire read. document. And we're going to go button. to start now. And here we go. Press Cancel the button. 
Document. Alert. Empty document dialog. This document may be a scanned image which makes it difficult or impossible for JAWS or Fusion to read without first scanning the document with OCR. Would you like JAWS to OCR the document now? Yes button. So, that's exactly what we're talking about with convenient OCR. And so when you open a, a document that's just a picture or an image in Adobe, rather than just giving you the dreaded empty document, empty document, excuse me, uh, that message, it actually offers to use convenient OCR so that we can see what's going on here. And if you want to, I can just, uh, there, there's two ways to do this. Automatically, this will pop up and you can say yes. But if I hit escape, this is going to go away. And now we're going to see that dreaded no button. Oh, I have to say no. We don't want to do it that way. Document. Okay, so here's our document and it says alert, empty document, alert, empty document, alert, em alert, I'm empty just using document. my arrow keys to try to move up and down and there's not a darn thing we can do. So this is where if we say no on that message, just because we don't want to do it immediately, we can manually bring up our convenient OCR by hitting our insert key with the space bar, our layered command. And you hear the familiar layered command noise there in JAWS and hit an O for OCR. OCR. And then I can hit the letter D for document. Document OCR started. And now what we have is it's going to perform OCR on the document that is here in front of us in Adobe. And when it's done, it should begin. Bullet finished. One bullet S bullet, one bullet, eleven bullet, eleven bullet, zero bullet, three bullet, eleven equals mail equals one equals one equals WLY space. Not so nice at the top there, is it? Lots of bullets and dims and blah, 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 and not a whole lot of good information. If we go down a little further, though, arrow down a little further. New England seared rare beef, New England seafood chowder, $3.75 full. Seared rare beef texarcana, $5.50. So another restaurant menu. Grilled pizza of the day, $4.95. Man, I love these prices. Grilled pizza for four ninety-five. Jumbo shrimp cocktail, one dollar and fifty cents each. Excuse me, guys. Now I tell you what's nice about this. This is a convenient OCR scan, and this reads pretty nice, doesn't it? So we actually get the name of the appetizer or the entree, and then the price right after it. Deep fried eggplant, mozzarella, and prosciutto sandwiches, four dollars and seventy-five cents. Pan blackened chicken tenders with two dipping sauces, four dollars. So very good. That's what we want. Why did we get that that uh, all that information at the top that we didn't know what that was? Good question. It could be there's fancy font for the restaurant name. It could have been that when this scan was performed, it didn't get it all uh, there at the top, you know, from the from the actual file to begin with. Because if it's a scanned file, so okay, great, we got a picture of it, but it could have been scanned in to begin with, and so maybe the lighting wasn't very good when they did that when they scanned it in, or there was glare. There's a million reasons why this potentially did not work like it should have from the very top of the file. But the good news is what we are able to listen to and what we what we were able to scan with convenient OCR looks to be beautiful as far as uh, information we need. Now, anytime we do convenient OCR, remember that at the bottom, we always have link open in Word. the link to open in Microsoft Word. So if this is something that you wanted to save, and this is the case too, by the way, if you have a Pearl camera from Freedom Scientific and you use that with OCR, with convenient OCR, with JAWS or Fusion, or in, in well, it works differently in open book, but the same way with OCR. But anyway, if you use convenient OCR at all, whether it's an electronic file you already have or you're utilizing your Pearl camera to scan, then you always have this option at the bottom to bring the text in 
to Microsoft Word to be able to edit or save and you know give it a file name and things like that. Now, also, before you bring it into Word at all, this is, you know, you can use your arrow keys to move up and down through the text. That's all here. You can select and copy this information out, whatever you'd like to. So if you only wanted a few entrees or items from this menu, you could do that. And you didn't, you know, you wouldn't have to save the whole thing. But I uh, just want you to know that that option is here for anything that you scan with OCR, either with your Pearl camera or electronically. You're always going to have that link at the bottom to take a look at it in Microsoft Word. 3.50 p.m. Okay. All right. So we'll get out of that. I'll hit escape. Alert. Empty document. Do and now we have an empty document again here because we got rid of our OCR. We'll close that. Adobe Acrobat dialog. Do you want to save? No, but no, we're, we're not going to save that. I want to show you one more thing with the time remaining that we've got here. This is uh, another example PDF file that I've got. Hey, accessing PDF SR tagged. PDF 304. You heard accessing PDFs and you heard that it's tagged. So that means we ought to have some pretty good luck being able to read this in the first place. So let's uh, bring it into Adobe here once again. Contact. Let me hit uh, open with submenu H. Adobe Acrobat DCA. All right. So we're going to bring this PDF file into Adobe. Leaving menus. Example PDF. Pressing enter now. Edit. And of course, we'll get our uh, our little uh, messages that come up here when we first open this in just a second. This is a little longer document, so I think it's taken a second here. Accessing PDF SR tagged PDF document page has 62 headings and 62 links. There are nine smart glance highlights on this page. Accessing PDF SR tagged. PDF heading level one accessing PDF documents heading level one with assistive technology a screen reader user's guide heading level one contents link contents I link preface one link purpose and intended audience one link contents one link acknowledgements one link additional resources resources. Holy cow, what happened there? Does that sound like a PDF to you? At least not one that we've read so far, does it? This sounds like a web page. So this is pretty good. It's got links in it. It has headings. It told us how many links, how many headings. It says it's tagged. So when PDFs are done properly and done well, they actually look beautiful and read very well with screen readers and work just like a web page for the most part. So let me use uh, some accessibility that we have in here. Let me use my H for headings and let's move through here a little bit. Preface heading level one, purpose and intended audience heading level two. Okay. This user guide. And let's read it. I'm going to do a say all, insert down arrow. This user guide provides guidance on accessing portable document format PDF documents for blind and visually impaired users of screen reading technology. So just like a web page, it's just going to read from, from top to bottom, but we can move all over this thing if we want to. Let's move down a little further. Oh, are, are we at the bottom? Adobe Acrobat dialog. Make Adobe Acrobat. Oh, okay. Now that message is coming up. You want to make it the default, bro? No, but do not. No, but I should have fixed this before we came in here. I apologize for that, guys. Important print techniques. Okay. What if we want to bring up a links list? We can actually move by links in this document as well. Insert F7. Links list dialog. Links list view. The go to page dialog box 27, 38 of 62. All right. So we have uh, lots of links here. Let me move up. Use, using Adobe Reader Help 24, 35 of 62. Opening forms 23, 34 of... So it looks to be that this is the page in the PDF that this is on. So if I press enter... Move the links in the list that begin with that letter. After selecting the link, press enter to follow it. Press link. Link using Adobe link opening forms 23. Okay, so we're at opening forms there now. And this should work as a table of contents. Link using Adobe link opening forms. And it doesn't using seem Adobe. to be, does it? Save it using the Adobe Reader Find and Search Tools 26 link. Let me press enter here. I'll tell you what happened on this before. I was pressing tab to move through these links here now. Objects, the file using the Adobe Reader Find and Search Tools heading level two. And there we go. So we're at the heading now for that section. So we pressed enter on the link 
and it brought us here to the heading. And now if we were just going to do a down arrow, uh, uh, say all, insert down arrow. Often you want to find a specific piece of information in a PDF document rather than an. So there we go. So that is an example of a PDF file that's actually tagged. It's got markup language in it. It looks pretty darn nice and functions as a web page does. Now, I mentioned before we were done that I was going to show you this uh, accessibility assistant really fast, and we've actually seen it for the most part already because you've seen some of these options come up when we first open Adobe. But let me tell you how to get to this. So if you go to the edit menu with an alt E, menu bar, edit E, context menu, edit, and then we arrow up just a, a few, Undo. preferences, accessibility submenu, Y. You heard preferences right below that, and now here's the accessibility submenu here. Press enter. See, change reading options, shift control 5, R. There's our reading options. So that's what we were talking about with infer reading order and, and that kind of thing. We could change those with that keystroke. Uh, down arrow. Setup assistant S. And here's our setup assistant. So if I press enter. A. Leaving menus. Accessibility setup assistant dialog. Set all accessibility options. Radio button checked. So now we have an option here. Do you want to set all the accessibility options or do you just want to do it for screen readers or screen magnifiers? So you can decide, you know, if you're not using a screen reader, for example, just a magnifier, you can just do that. Or if uh, the reverse is true, set options for screen readers, radio button check. Here's a radio button for just screen readers. So let's do this since we kind of short on time here. Press tab. Use recommended settings and skip setup button. Or you can just use recommended settings that are already here and skip the rest of this. Cancel button. Next button. Cancel and next. So let's go to the next screen. Infer reading order from document recommended radio button checked. One of three. Okay, well, we've heard that before, haven't we? So those are radio buttons, which is nice. So we're going to keep that on infer from the document tab. Override the reading order and tag documents checkbox not checked. We don't want to override that, do we? But sometimes we could, depending on the document that we have. If you didn't want to go in and change all those settings, just override them. See what happens. Confirm before tagging documents checkbox checked. Confirm before tagging documents. So if you're a little more advanced and you've got Adobe, uh, a more advanced version of this, you could do it that way. Cancel but previous button. Previous next button. and next. For large documents, only read the currently visible pages. Radio button checked. Three of three. Accessibility. All right. So we heard of we heard about that one before too. For large documents, only use the, the read the visible pages or only read the currently visible pages. Radio button checked. One of three. Okay, that's there. Read the entire document at once. Radio button checked. For large documents, only read the currently visible pages. Okay. Read well, I guess we just have two. So current pages visible or entire document. And again, if it's hundreds of pages long. I would recommend that you only do the visible pages because uh, that takes a while to process. Tab. Override page layout style checkbox checked. And you can override that again here. Page layout combo box single page one to four. Single page layout for what we have. There's other ways you can do this. Continuous two or four. Continuous facing three or four. Facing four or four. Con continuous right. single so page one to four. Single page right there. Override document zoom checkbox not checked. Here's the zoom. Cancel button. So there's a couple different things here. Previous. Next button. Next. Disable document auto save checkbox checked. Accessibility setup assistant screen 404 dialog. Disable document auto save checkbox checked. All right. So it'll auto save if you want it to, or you don't have to have it do that. So if you look at a lot of PDFs, probably wouldn't need to do that. Reopen documents to the last viewed page checkbox checked. That's a nice feature right there, isn't it? If you got a long PDF file, maybe like a book, and you want to reopen to the last page you were on, when you uh, open the document again, you've got that option here to be able to do that. Cancel button. Previous button. button. And go to done. Page view. So the accessibility assistant is not real long, but there are definitely some settings in there that you can take a look at and maneuver and move around when you want to. What I would do, the biggest thing that I think I would want to keep track of or that I might take a look at is, like I mentioned to you earlier, the reading order of PDFs. And you'll realize that if a document is in columns, you may want the reading order different than just left to right, top to bottom. 
So because that way it'll read across the columns. And that's where we ran into trouble, I think, with that menu where it didn't make sense on those prices. So you change that reading order and uh, that might read much better. So at least it's an option to try. Okay, guys, I think we're at 58 or so. We got about two minutes left. Any closing comments, final questions real quick? I'm waiting for any hands to pop up and Tony has his hand raised real quick. So Tony, you should be able to speak. Quick, Tony. Do it, sir. We sure appreciate it. All right, it. Jeff. Where'd you Stay get on. that document from? That PDF document that you're that we're currently looking at. Where'd you get that one from? That sounds good. If it you go like to a, if you go to Adobe's website, there's uh -huh. uh, lots of information there. If you type into Google "accessible PDFs Adobe," uh -huh. you can download this very document that I've got right here, and another one that explains exactly what PDFs are and uh, where they're used and how to utilize them. So it's it's a great site. A lot of information. Yeah, that's good because I've got a student that I teach. So it would be good if I'm going to be introducing PDF to her. This That's what I'm going to look this up. Yes, thank sir. You. you got it. You're welcome, Tony. Thank, you, thank everybody. Thank everybody for being on here today, taking the time. We'll be back next Thursday and I'll see you guys soon. And thanks again for having me guys on ACB Communities. Always appreciate it. Wonderful to be with you guys.